0: Welcome in it is Big 12 Bets. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles, of course. This podcast a part of the Heartland College Sports Network. Make sure you you stick around for a little bit the next 20 or so minutes breaking down the betting card for week 3 in the Big 12. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and all the podcasts at the Heartland College Sports Network and also heartlandcollegesports.com my column from this week as well explaining out a few other bets and also some bonus plays as well exclusive to that article so make sure you check them out today over at heartlandcollegesports.com all right let's get in let's do it week number three chronological order here we come let's start in como former big 12 matchup kansas state missouri your matchup here Tigers and Cats, the Purple Cats, four-point favorites at the DraftKings Sportsbook, 47.5 the total for this one. All I can tell you guys is almost every single sharp better I know is on the Missouri Tigers in this game. Kansas State has looked fairly impressive the first two weeks. Blowout win week one, an impressive win a week ago against Detroit Trojans, who I think very well may win the Sun Belt when it's all said and done this year. But this line has dipped. And so many bets are on Missouri here. So many sharps are on Missouri, I should say. This line opened, as we all know, this line opened at 6. And has gone all the way down to 4. It was even at 3.5 earlier today on Thursday. So, Mizzou's coming off a lackluster performance, to put it politely, against Middle Tennessee State. MTSU was annihilated the week before by Alabama. Mizzou was lucky to win the game 23-19. Lucky to win the game. Less than five yards of play against a mediocre defense and a not particularly good team in Middle Tennessee State this year. The, the Blue Raiders are just not the same team as they are, as they've been the past few years. Uh, of course, now in CUSA. Kansas State. So, first off, I feel very good about my K-State's going to have more wins than TCU bet that I wrote up in the in the season opening column for the best season-long bets within the Big 12. K-State really impressive last week. Troy is a good offense. K-State held him to 13 points. 42 for K-State last week. Only four yards a play for a good Troy offense a week ago. Will Howard's been solid. Only one bad decision a week ago. And this is a pretty distinct coaching matchup for me. Chris Kleiman, much better than Eli Drinkwitz. And this will show in this game. Now, I wish I had gotten the best of this number. I was hoping this would get down to three, and then i hop all over the Wildcats. And never It's not going to get there. I am okay with going against the Sharps here, especially with getting a pretty good number on Kansas State. Yeah, three and a half is better, but you gotta still got a lot of push potential at four. I don't want anything to do with the total. I think that total is right in the high 40s. If anything, I would lean to the over. Of course, these teams played in Manhattan a year ago, and K-State was clearly the better team in that game. I like Kansas State to go on the road. 11 a.m. local time in Columbia, Missouri. Get it done on the road. I like K-State. This is a lean at minus four over at the DK Sportsbook. Let's go to another noon Eastern game. Athens, Ohio for this one. A rare trip to a non-Power 5 for a Big 12 team. Iowa State heads to Ohio here. The Bobcats are three-point underdogs at home against the Clones. 42.5 year total. So, I actually like how Iowa State played a week ago. Rocco Beck actually, I thought, looked okay other than the pick six, which ended up costing the Cyclones the game last week in the Cyhawk game against Iowa. We know how good Iowa State's defense is. They're one of the better units in the Big 12. And for Ohio, look, Ohio has dealt with quarterback injuries this year. They would have won on the first day of the season if they had their quarterback all the way through. Rourke got hurt midway in that game, and C.J. Harris had to come in, and he was completely ineffective in a 20-13 to walk loss in Week 0. And then last week against an FAU team that I don't really like, Rourke came back and did struggle. He will start this week as well, 18-21, 203, a touchdown and two picks last week against FAU in a 17-10 win for the Bobcats. And I would expect Rourke to struggle against this good Cyclone defense. And 42 and a half is an interesting total as well. I like Ohio's defense. I don't mind going under in this one as well. It is low, 42 and a half, yes. And I know we had the mid-30s last week with the Cyhawk. Iowa is a special breed when it comes to unders. Their games are so different than the rest of the market that you can end up with ridiculously low totals in the 30s. 42.5 is very low for a college total. So I don't mind, even with that low number, I don't mind going under. I think Ohio's going to struggle to move the ball against the Cyclones defense. And even though, again, last week I think it had more to do to the fact that Iowa State's playing an elite defense and the Hawkeyes, I still think this is probably an under game. And I like laying the three with the clones here. On the road, I think they get it done. If you want to feel a little more comfortable, lay a minus-155 money line. I don't have a problem with that with Iowa State against Ohio. You got to get it done. If you're going to be a bowl team, the Cyclones have to win this game this week. And I think they do. Lay the three with the clones. All right, Oklahoma versus Tulsa. OU, a 28-point favorite. Total 60 in this one. Let's be honest with ourselves. (laughs) Let's be honest with ourselves here. Yes, this is a road game, but come on. We know the drill. It's not really a road game, even though Tulsa's at home at Chapman Field. Who cares? This is essentially a home game for Oklahoma. 28-point favorites. Total 60. Tulsa is terrible. Now, they're not Arkansas State bad. And Oklahoma did not look great against SMU. I would have liked for the Sooners' offense to look better than they did against SMU a week ago, only 28 points, and 14 of those coming in the fourth quarter. The one note that I will say, and, and look, I don't count anything but Arkansas State. Arkansas State might be the worst team at FBS. Actually, not might be. They are the worst team at FBS. But holding SMU to 11 points is impressive. It made Stone look pretty average, SMU only averaged four and a half yards a play. That's really good against a team that will score in the American this year. But Oklahoma's offense should have been better than 4.9 yards a play like they were against SMU. Now Tulsa's much worse on defense than SMU. Tulsa got pummeled a week ago in Seattle by UW, 43-10. Their only win is against Pine Bluff. Come on now, 42-7. But this is a lot of points to lay in a game where I'm not certain if Oklahoma is going to be motivated the whole way. I actually think I would lean to the under here at 60. I'd also maybe even consider looking at a team total under on Tulsa. If you're Oklahoma, you need to keep proving that this defensive renaissance through two games is real. Tulsa's team total is 15 and a half. I don't mind that under. I also don't mind this game under 60 as well. Again, we'll learn more about Oklahoma's defense once we get in the conference play. And, of course, in a few weeks from now when they play Texas in that first Saturday of October, get Cincinnati and Iowa State out of the gate. I know Cincinnati played a really good game and won a week ago against Pitt. Don't expect that offense to be particularly great. And we know what Iowa State's offense is. No play in this, but a lean to the under in Oklahoma and Tulsa. All right, let's go to Cincinnati and Miami of Ohio. Bearcats favorite at home at Nippert Stadium here. 44 and a half year total. Uh, Only 14, like I said. Uh, We saw this matchup a year ago. Cincinnati got off to a really slow start and then ran Miami of Ohio out a year ago in a game that was played uh, at the Bengals Stadium. Uh, That was uh, 38-17 last year. Uh, Miami of Ohio actually had a 17-7 lead in that game and then Cincinnati scored the last 31. So last week was very impressive from Cincinnati. I I was very close to laying the points with Pitt. Very happy I didn't. Cuz that was a really nice win on the road against the power another Power 5. Now I don't know how good Pitt is and we'll talk about that a little bit later with the backyard brawl. But that was impressive for my from uh Cincinnati a week ago. Now Miami a reasonable MAC team I'm a little bit surprised this is only two touchdowns with this being a pure home game for Cincy. 44 and a half seems right on the total. I, I can't recommend a play on this game. I just can't. Because, yeah, it does seem a little light on 14 with Cincinnati. But, again, I'm low on the Bearcats. I think in the end they're probably a five-win team. But that win last week against Pitt, if they're going to make a bowl game in the first year in the Big 12, That win last week is going to go a long way because they'll have, look, they'll have a chance to win at Brigham Young. They'll have a chance to beat Iowa State and Baylor both at home. Houston and West Virginia on the back ends. That win last week against Pitt was big if since he's going to steal a bowl bid. Take care of your business this week. You only have to win three big 12 games to get to a bowl. I lean Cincinnati, but not quite there on a play at fourteen. Next to Stillwater, a nice win last week by Oklahoma State. I was completely wrong on that game, going to the desert and handling Arizona 27-15. to 15. Now they get a good team in South Alabama, one of the favorites in the belt. 7.5-point line of DraftKings, total 48. Now I would lean to taking the 7.5 with South Alabama here. South Alabama played Tulane to open the season. They were a very popular underdog and did not cover. But I will say this with Oklahoma State. That game last week was another one of those. Hey, this is a bowl swing game. You lose this game, maybe you're in trouble of making a bowl. And I don't think Oklahoma State is any closer to knowing who their number one quarterback is. Still, I, I again, I, I Bowman, Wrangle, and Gundy—they were all they were all average a week ago. Again, and look, South Alabama is a good football team, and you might not be able to get away with, May <laughs> might be able to, you need one guy to shine here. Where again, Oklahoma State still has not had a pure shining star at quarterback. That's why Gundy can look like if you're to rotate him again. This is, this is probably a reasonable bet if you can get the hook. At DraftKings, you can. So seven and a half on South Alabama. I did not write it up this week. But at at seven and a half, I think that is good enough to put it on a borderline play. And if that thing's seven and a half any deeper than when this podcast comes out, I would look to take the seven and a half with a Jaguar team that I would expect to move the ball against Oklahoma State. and man, at some point one of those quarterbacks got to come up and win this job for the Cowboys. All right, let's go to the backyard brawl, we'll go to the Arctic the uh, the three games that I wrote up here this week over at uh, heartlandcollegesports.com. So this is a little bit different than what I what I wrote up. I wrote up West Virginia -110 on the money line. Those numbers don't exist anymore. West Virginia is now a 3 point favorite at the DraftKings sportsbook and the total's 48. West Virginia is -148 on the money line. I would not lay the 3 points with West Virginia. I now would probably pass on this game at these numbers. I do think West Virginia wins. As I wrote up in the article, West Virginia's defense, I think, will be up to the task here against a Pitt offense that was awful while the game was still a game last week against Cincinnati. Now, West Virginia's defense against Penn State was not good yards per play-wise. They were very good last week against FCS Duquesne. Pitt is obviously in the middle of those two teams. I think Green can be a good player. I like what I've seen so far from Garrett Green. He was good. He was okay. He was overmatched against Penn State. That's fine. And then he was good last week against FCS Duquesne. Pitt, again, Jerkovic, who came over from Boston College in the offseason, I thought he was going to be a big-time addition. He was a, talked about as a first-round draft pick when he was at Boston College. Dad, those days are done. He's not the same guy anymore. And there is a real chance that he's not even playing on Saturday now. But I can't justify to you listening to this. When I gave it out at minus 110 on the money line, I can't justify saying go out and lay the three here. You missed the best of it. Maybe you're confident West Virginia, go ahead. But you're laying minus 105, minus three right now when I got minus 110 outright. So this is a pass at those current numbers. If you got the minus 110, or similar pricing on the money line, job well done. West Virginia is going to win this game on Saturday in the backyard brawl, get revenge for what Pitt did to them a year ago. All right, BYU-Arkansas, another game we saw last year. There were a zillion points in Provo last year, 52 of them for Arkansas. Now, Arkansas was thoroughly unimpressive last week against Kent State. Kent State gave up 50-plus against Central Florida. Arkansas was only 28 points. I don't know what was going on with K.J. Jefferson. He was not overly impressive by any stretch in that game last week. But BYU, and again, look, I don't know what to make of this BYU team other than, and I did write them up as an under preseason. I assume they will lose this game and next week in their Big 12 debut against KU. But eight and a half points for how Arkansas has looked through two games is a lot of points to be getting. Yes, it is a pure road game. Yes, Razorback Stadium is not an easy place to play. But if BYU can control the tempo of this game and Slovis can avoid turning the ball over, this feels like a one-score game. And we're getting over a touchdown here. We're getting eight and a half with the Cougs. And I wrote up BYU plus eight and a half. I think their defense is going to, Remember what happened to him a year ago. Remember, this total is only 47 and a half. Last year, the game was played in the 80s. So the market expects this to be a lower scoring game. Lower scoring game. Underdog usually covers in games that are under games. We'll take eight and a half with the Cougars. Again, don't turn the ball over. Rely on your defense. BYU should be able to handle their business and cover, at least. I think they'll lose. But getting eight and a half. I like the spot to get that many points with BYU. All right, let's go to Austin next. What a win for Texas last week. What a win. They were clearly the better team. Quinn Ewers was excellent. That defense, especially that front, made Millereau make bad decisions like we talked about on the podcast last week. Turned Jalen Millereau into a thrower. And that's what they did. Miller made one great throw to give Alabama the lead in the third quarter, and then the Longhorns came right back and took the game over for good after that. Now, this is a, an awful spot for Texas. Now, they're not going to lose the game to Wyoming as 29-point favorites. The total is 48-and-a-half. But this is as brutal of a letdown spot as we will see all year in college football. Where Wyoming, where we took Wyoming two weeks ago against Tech, and Wyoming, as we know, won the game outright. Wyoming last week did not cover against FCS Portland State. Portland State, of course, gave up 81 to Oregon the, year before, the week before. And Portland State covered pretty easily, losing by two touchdowns in Laramie. This is just too many points. And it's just such a bad spot coming off the biggest win that Texas has had in a long time. 29 points for a team with a really good defense and is very well coached. The big question in this game will be, will Andrew Peasley turn the ball over? If he does, that's how Texas can cover this game and his gigantic number at home uh, there in Austin. But this is too many points. We're getting over four touchdowns with a team that is a totally reasonable football team. I'll take 29 very happily with Wyoming. And if Texas can get through this this letdown spot after beating Alabama and cover a huge number like this, more power to him, And it may mean Texas is on to something even bigger. And again, who knows? Right now, it's college football playoff or bust for the Longhorns. You get that game against Alabama, you better make it to the college football playoff this year if you're the Horns. 29 is too much, though, in this game. We'll take the pokes of Wyoming to cover the number against Texas. All right, let's go to TCU in Houston. Horde Frogs laying 764 to total. Houston, now look, I know they got the game to overtime. I know they only lost by two. Houston was completely and utterly not ready to play early in that game against Rice last week. And I'm pretty upset with myself I didn't write up Rice and bet Rice because that was a good spot to go against Houston after their lackluster win against UTSA. TCU had a, a... TCU... Beat Nichols last week, 41-6. They might as well add a body after losing to Dion in Colorado in week one. Now, there's not much of a home field advantage for Houston in this game. It's only seven. The total is 64. Now, I'm not going to say this is a play. This is a lean on TCU because I need to see TCU play some defense against a power five team. Because they played no defense against Colorado two weeks ago. And that was the reason they lost that game to the Buffs and Dion and Chadu Sanders. But I don't think Houston is the team that's capable of putting up a boatload of points to stay in this game. It's a lean. It's on TCU here laying the seven. Uh, I, I have no play on a total of 64. I think that is right until further notice. You can't trust TCU's defense to play games under And Houston, to me, Houston's the worst team in this conference. I don't even think it's for debate at this point. They should be 0-2 with two two non-con games within the state. If Harris doesn't lose his mind for three plays, UTSA wins that game. And Rice, of course, got him a week ago. This is is the worst team in the Big 12. I don't think there's much of a debate at this point. We'll uh, lean on lane seven with TCU in that one. All right, last one, late night, 9.30 Central Time, 7.30 local in Reno, Nevada, the Nevada Wolf Pack. Welcome in the Kansas Jayhawks here. I'm I very perplexed at why Kansas actually agreed to put this game on their schedule. Uh, Jayhawks are 28-point favorites, 58.5 the total. Very impressive with Jalen Daniels back in the lineup a week ago against a, a good defense in Illinois and winning that game. Even though it got a, got a little hairy there if you laid the 3.5, Illinois had a chance to get in the back door late, but Kansas slammed it shut with a 34 23 win. So far so good through two weeks for the Jayhawks. I, I, I'm very much liking my over six, and I have still have no problem with my flyer at the big number to win the Big 12. So Nevada to me is one of the five worst teams in college football. They were smoked last week at home by Idaho. They were a home dog in that game as well. Now I don't love laying four touchdowns on the road. But here's the thing. If we only see Jalen Daniels for a half with how big of a beatdown this is, Bean is still capable of moving Kansas' offense against a team that is not any good at all. So the only lean here would be laying four touchdowns with Kansas on the road. I would also lean to the over. The only problem is I think you're gonna need 14 points out of Wyoming, or excuse me, out of Nevada in order to get there. And I'm not so certain we're even getting 14 out of the Wolfpack. This is an awful, awful team. Now, look, for Kansas, of course, conference play starts next week. The uh, going will get a little more difficult for KU. But 3-0 in the non-con is a really good start to get ourselves over those six wins. Look to lay 28 with KU. This will be a lean, not an official play on the Jayhawks at Nevada on Saturday night. All right, those are all the FBS versus FBS games in the Big 12. You have full slate of conference games start next week. Looking forward to that one as we get rolling here in the 2023 Big 12 Conference slate of games. And we'll have them all broken down for you here on Big 12 Bets. Of course, a part of the Heartland College Sports Network. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We're here every week. Start next week, Wednesdays or when you're going to be able to hear this podcast and the article on heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll see you next time. I'm Jeff Parles. Good luck on all your bets this week, everyone.